Discerning Hearts presents In Search of the Still Point with Dr. Regis Martin. In Episode 6, Dr. Martin reflects on the goodness of creation. I will leave to the experts uh, an exact inventory, but by my reckoning, there are 92 references to creation in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and only six uh, are less than glowing. And these, testifying as they do to the disorders into which we have fallen, remind us of a good thing gone bad, that the evil we do is not the fault of anything God made, but our willful and perverse misuse of it. Lilies that fester, as Shakespeare would say, smell worse than weeds. In other words, when God first made man in his image and likeness, he was the loveliest lily of the field. But sin, in its festering stench, has left its smell upon him, and the odor is far worse than any weed. And so, if one were to draw upon the church's deposit of faith, her wisdom, her experience, the evidence would certainly confirm the goodness of a world, a world whose source can only be God. And God saw that it was good, we are repeatedly told in the book of Genesis, and that he intended it as pure gift, entrusting to us all that he made, both to rejoice in and to care for. Here is the great and enduring truth on which the whole of sacred scripture opens, which is that the world we inhabit is a created place, and thus chock full of meaning and purpose, not a single particle of which, by the way, does it give to itself. Instead, it receives all from another, from God. Everything speaks to us of God then. Not only does Dante speak to us of God, but as Eric Gill used to say, so do the daisies, the dewdrops, and the dung. The world is a kind of sacrament, therefore, whose material configuration points to, signifies, the presence of another, of one who not only brought it all into being, but from moment to moment sustains that being, holding it effortlessly above an abyss of nothingness. We are, says Frank Sheed, so many examples of nothingness, brought into being, held in being by omnipotence. A God who at every turn summons us to take pleasure in, to bask, amid so many good and beautiful things, and also to acknowledge the work of this supreme artist, whose signature is splayed upon a canvas, not in the least bit empty, but everywhere teeming with with unmistakable signs of his grace and his grandeur. A world that will, as the poet Hopkins exalts, flame out like shining from shook foil, gathering to a greatness like the ooze of oil. Why does the world not implode, then? What keeps it from a final shipwreck? 
because for all the depredations of wicked men, for all that we persist in profaning so dear and fragile a creation, there yet lives, as Hopkins tells us, the dearest freshness, deep down things. And though the last lights off the black west went, O morning at the brown brink eastward springs, because the Holy Ghost over the bent world broods with warm breast and with awe bright wings. If the world can only exist as a word spoken by another, by the eternal word, then surely the primary obligation of man is gratitude, of giving thanks to God for the inestimable privilege of being alive. There can be no percentage in being dead. Extinction has nothing to commend. This, I think, is the basic affirmation, which alone guarantees everything, that there is a God who delights in making being be, and even in our brokenness we are to see, through the prism of sacrament, that the world is the handiwork of a good and generous God. Let us praise Him. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Regis Martin in search of the still point. You've been listening to Dr. Regis Martin in search of the still point. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many other streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.